0: I'm John Allen, pastor, lead pastor here at First Methodist Carrollton. Thank you for joining us online today. As I get started, I want to address the current coronavirus situation. We are not operating out of fear. I want to be clear about that. We've shifted our service to, online, to an online format for these reasons. First, we want to be in community and in oneness with the community and other faith communities and our elected officials. I believe that we are strong when we are united in our efforts. As Christians, we can face anything through faith and unity. Second, I want to make sure we're operating out of love, out of love for those who are at risk. My concern is not getting the virus. My concern is spreading the virus to someone who could be at risk. And that should be all of our concerns. Therefore let us not be afraid. Let us move forward out of love for each other. Check on each other. Check on your neighbors. Offer to get groceries. Let us take this opportunity to truly make the love of God uh, ours. And let us take it out into the neighborhoods. What do we say? Committed to filling every neighborhood with the good news of God's love. This is our time. And my sermon this morning, I was going to preach on spiritual blindness. And as I was looking at the situation, I realized that this is perfect. This is perfect. For when we are blinded... To the truth of God's word. We become blind to those around us. Our lives. Our church. Our communities. We are filled with fear and anxiety. We're uncertain of the future. Now let me be clear here. I'm not talking about us ignoring. The scientific medical community. And their warnings for us. What I am saying is that. Let us move away from our reactive, anxious tendencies and move with the good news of what God has for us. For God can use even this. Let me begin with a cute story. Stories about Charlie Boswell. You may know the name. Charlie Boswell was blinded in World War II. He was rescuing a friend from a tank that was burning. He was blinded. He came home, he was an athlete, and decided, even though he was blind, he would learn to play golf. Now, just imagine for a minute if you play golf, hitting a little bitty ball with a long stick, three to four hundred yards into a little bitty hole. Charlie became pretty good. He would shoot in the low 80s, and if you know golf, you know that the pros shoot like 70 72 maybe in the 60s the average golfer shoots over 90 by the way the lower the score the better Charlie shoots in the low 80s he won 16 national blind tournaments 16 he was the national champion national champion In 1958 Charlie came to Fort Worth as the recipient of the Ben Hogan Award. Ben Hogan was a professional golfer, a legend. And the day before the ceremony, they were talking, and and Charlie said, Ben, I'd like to play golf with you. And he said, sure, let's play golf. Ben, I'd like to play for money. And Ben said, are you sure? That wouldn't be fair. Come on, Hogan, are you afraid to play a blind man? So Hogan, competitive, said, okay. How much you want to play for, said Charlie. Oh, come on, Charlie, play for money? I'll never live it down, taking money from you. But, okay, how much you want to play for? $1,000 a hole. That's just 1958. And Hogan says, you got to be kidding me. What are you thinking? And he says... (laughs) Don't worry, Ben, our tea time's tonight at midnight. (laughs) There are almost 10 million legally blind people in the U.S. There are countless others who are spiritually blind. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Josh read for you the passage from Mark chapter 10. Jesus' encounter with a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. In verse 51, Mark records for us this question from Jesus What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? What a strange question. Jesus knew he was blind. What a strange question. The response was, Rabbi, I want to see. Well, faith admits need. Jesus asked him because he wanted Bartimaeus to admit his need and his faith. To confess that Jesus could change his life. If he didn't believe, he would have said, Can you give me the name of a good eye doctor? I want to see. I want to see, Rabbi. In that short prayer, Bartimaeus expressed his need and demonstrated his faith. He cried, Lord, I want to see. I believe that Jesus chooses this time to heal Bartimaeus because he's trying to not only provide compassion for Bartimaeus, but direction for his followers. If you look back in the Gospel of Mark, you will see what's unfolding here is a revelation of who Jesus is. Three times, three times, he tells tells his disciples and followers who he is. Three times he says, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to be rejected, I'm going to be crucified, and I'm going to be raised from the dead. The first three have no meaning without the last. Three times, they don't get it. In fact, right before this, James and John are arguing about who's going to be first in the new kingdom. They just don't get it. They are spiritually blind. I believe that Jesus stands before us today and is asking the same question. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Our society seems to be losing it. We need wisdom. We need discernment. We need the spiritual care and concern for each other. Over the next few weeks, there's going to be no sports. There's going to be no public gatherings. We're going to be working from home. Boy, this is extreme. Our society in the U.S. has never seen this before. This is new territory. And trust me, being recorded preaching to an almost empty worship center is new for me too. (laughs) Here would be my request. Jesus, help me see the opportunity. Instead of fighting public health mandates... Lord, how can we as a church who loves others respond to this? Jesus, how can we step into this crisis prayerfully with new strategies for ministries? Jesus, help me see. Help me see. There's three types of spiritual blindness. The first is obvious, the one that I think Jesus is dealing with directly here. It's a blindness to Jesus. Do we really believe in the power and presence of Jesus? The English novelist Samuel Butler said A blind man knows he cannot see, and he is willing to be led around by a dog. But the person who is blind without understanding, it is the worst kind of blindness. He believes he sees. And he scorns a guide. We need Jesus now more than ever. We need to admit our need for a spiritual awakening in this day of anxiety and rejection. We need Jesus. Second kind of blindness is blind to others, it's the most subtle and subversive. Think about family, friends, co workers, acquaintances. How have you judged them? Have you really gotten to know them? Do you know their heart? Can you see beneath their appearance? There are people out there who are gifted by God, but we miss them. They're people of great potential and gifts, but we miss it because we're blind. In 2009, Susan Boyle uh, took the entertainment world by storm. You remember Susan Boyle. British, uh, uh, British got talent. America's got talent. In her first audition, it was incredible. When she took the stage, the audience hooted, and the judges rolled their eyes at the frumpy 47-year-old. They could not see beyond her looks the woman that one day would produce best-selling albums, nominations for Grammy Awards and worldwide acclaim was standing right before them. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus, give me eyes to see beyond the appearance. Give me eyes to see the heart. Give me Jesus' eye to love and live like Jesus. Finally, blind to God's purpose for my life, for our lives. You know, up until 1940, blueprints were called blueprints because they were blue. But now they're white, but we still call them blueprints. The same way God has a blueprint that's not blue nor white, it's written on our hearts for us, a blueprint for our lives. Do you know why God created you and me? Do you know our purpose? It wasn't so that we could go to school, get a job, make a lot of money, then retire and wait to die. No. God created us to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And through that relationship to see the world as a glorious place. To see ourselves as so much more than the world has piled upon us. To see each other with Jesus' eyes. And God keeps calling us away from the craziness of this world. To make wise decisions, yes but not live in fear, to live in confidence and hope. For God keeps calling us back to the only thing that can give us a true song of hope, Jesus. A few years ago, a 50-year-old Ontario woman had eye surgery. She'd been blind for 50 years, for her entire life. She had the surgery. She could see. Great story. The only problem is the surgery had been around for 20 years. She'd been blind since she was 30 for no reason. Had someone not told her? Had her doctor not told her? Where was the disconnect? Why did she assume that her situation was hopeless can you imagine living blind all those years when you can see some of us do what do you want me to do for you says Jesus right now right now answer the question what do you want you to do for me for what do you want me to do for you today Jesus is ready are we